All right. Welcome to the Say Yes Anyway podcast, where these are conversations from the heart that, you know, you just have to say yes to whatever that thing is, because you don't know what's on the other side of it, but you just know that you know that, you know, you've got to follow that leap. You have to follow that step. And there's something there and it has transformed you into who you've become. It has created you to be whoever you're created to be. And I'm just so pumped that you're here. Um, so I don't know if you guys listened to last week's episode. This was a really special episode with my friend Jake. He's also a transformational coach and spiritual coach for men to transform from their past and into their transformation, their healing, and mostly for entrepreneurs and business owners um, and leaders. So in this conversation, I've known him for about four years, and he wrote this book called Let Love In. Uh, as he was sharing about a traumatic experience in his own life, it, I already knew the story, but you know, when there's just something different, when you're sitting there, it's like, you're having coffee with someone and you're listening and you're so engaged and the conversation takes you through many places. So I actually have a story similar, but very, very different, uh, to him. And that resonates with me in, in a certain way, which I shared with him. I was, I've never shared this vulnerable story publicly in my entire life. And I've only shared it with, you know, some one-on-ones, some small groups, some in my coaching programs or my nonprofit space to empathize. And as he was sharing, I was just hot and sweaty. My heart was pitter pattering. And honestly, I was like, I, like didn't think I was actually going to share it. There was something in me that was basically a say yes anyway moment or was like, go and, and, and just share this thing. Um, I was terrified. I almost, you know, I even said, Hey, I might delete this later, but, and I freaked out actually right afterwards, uh, went to go pray and do breath work. And as I was doing that, tears were rolling down my face and I just knew it was, it was time to just share this. It was just get out of your own way because people also need to heal and transform. So thank you to Jake. Um, that is what gave me the openness and the courage to share this part of my story. And I'm going to share a little bit more in depth here. So I really hope that this helps. And if it resonates with you, now that it's out, because I've been terrified all week, I've been terrified for the past couple of weeks since we've had our conversation and, you know, just nervous about so many things, a lot of fears of judgment, fears of what people think, fears of even being fully known. And there's something where it's, it's a level of your old life of who you were and what people know you as, and this something new that comes into your life that now people can know more of you and you just never know how people are going to receive that. So uh, I've been super nervous this whole time. So bear with me as I share this story. And once again, this story is being shared because, and, and I thought one day I would write it in one of my books. I still will write it in one of my books, but just thought that it would have been prepared in some other way. And I would have been like, here you go, everyone. But now this is for it came out very organically 
And um, so now I'm just letting it go, letting this be a place to help anybody that it needs to. So I, um, I'm just going to go ahead and just share from the heart. And I also have a few notes because I'll probably forget details. Um, some of the de details I hadn't thought about for 13 years, some of them for 10 years, some of them for a few years. So, uh, anyway, when I was young, I actually grew up in a really incredible family. I have an amazing mom and dad and two younger brothers and a younger sister. We also grow up with a lot of morals, uh, values and, uh, faith in God. And I was the oldest in my family and I felt extremely responsible for everything. I never wanted to be a burden to anyone. And so when anybody either needed help or I felt some sort of pain, I would just cry to myself and didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to burden anyone. Felt like I was responsible. I, as I grew into my teens and later into my very early twenties, I was a hairdresser. I was a fitness trainer. I had tons of friends. I volunteered um, with people in need and very well known in my community. I also was a pretty good girl. I mean, I didn't have anything super major that happened to me up and in, until this point in my life. And so I felt pretty blessed. And on my 21st birthday, I remember a friend and I, we had backpacked Europe and had the most incredible time. And I came home, all the birthday festivities, you know, in America, how you know, it's a big deal to turn 21. So I was just so looking forward to that year. And when I got home, one of my friends took me out to uh, celebrate my birthday again. And this time it was a lot of uh, friends of friends. I didn't know these people too well, but I was excited to celebrate and to dance and to laugh and all of it. Everybody was so excited, giving me hugs and enjoying themselves. And I, I remember that I was asked what drink that I wanted that night. And I remember asking for one, uh, a specific one. And shortly after that, I felt really weird. I was feeling, um, yeah, blurry, a little bit weird. Uh, I, I just figured that the drink was really strong and that the feeling would just start to go away after a little bit. And after a while, I vaguely remember standing outside and I was with this, with a guy and we were laughing and chatting. And at one point I hopped on his back and we were walking. He was walking me up a hill, uh, in the city. I didn't really know where we were going, but I remember laughing and just going up this hill. And then I vaguely remember, cause everything was super blurry at this point, like taking off my shoes and we walked as we walked into a building and into this place, this like apartment house situation, um, the slow feeling that was weird and blurry, not really knowing what was going on, it finally turned into a blackout. So I was blacked out. And uh, that night there, when I was, when I've gone back through my memory, there was only one actual blurry moment memory from that night, a flash of something sexual that was going on. And I remember feeling super weak and as if I was trying to like push away, but I couldn't. Um, and I don't, yeah. And in the morning when I woke up, uh, I didn't even know where I was. 
Um, all of that, once again, was a blur with just like pops of these memories. And I looked around, I looked at myself and realized I was completely naked. I looked over and the guy was there and he was passed out sleeping completely naked. And in that moment, my heart sank. It sank and I then I, I got to notice my body and how bad I was hurting all down in my vaginal area, bottom half of my body was hurting it with the pain that I've never felt before. And I just felt so much shame and I freaked out. I put my clothes on super, super fast. I grabbed all my stuff silently. I didn't want to wake him up. And so I left and I remember just walking outside and feeling so incredibly numb, numb to my body, numb to my emotions. My brain was still super foggy and it was in a get in just a massive daze. Uh, I stood outside alone for a while and I waited for um, a friend to come and pick me up. And as I was sitting there, everything started kind of sinking in. I, I was trying to put pieces together. And in that moment, as it was still a little bit blurry, I was, I realized that I had been roofied, that I had been drugged, that um, somebody put something in my one drink that night. And I didn't remember much of anything. So with that hurt in all of my body, um, then I, with the flashback of the memory that I had, like, wow, this, I was raped. And at the point in my life, I had kissed many men, um, yet this was actually the way that I lost my virginity. So, you know, somebody that from a young age felt that she wanted a life partner. She did want to, I did want to get married. I, you know, always had this idea that I would fall in love and, and we'd be able to have that kind of intimacy and union together. Um, and so from that point, I of course felt super shameful. I felt super terrified. Um, it was really hard. So my friend picked me up that morning uh, and she asked how the night was. I remember just having a straight face and saying that I needed the morning after pill um, because I had this fear inside of me. Oh my gosh, what if I, like, I don't remember like how it all went down. So like, what if I'm pregnant? What if something happened? And I took it. Um, I also couldn't muster up the courage to tell her what really happened. I didn't even want to like truly face it myself. Um, I wanted to pretend that nothing happened because I couldn't remember much anyway. So that uh, morning, we also um, were going to meet some friends to go float the river. We were going to keep some birthday festivities still going. And I didn't want to go, but I also didn't want to pressure everyone or cancel on everyone. So we had made these plans. I didn't want to, you know, yeah, I just, I didn't want to be the problem. So we went to the store, we grabbed some floaties and some beers and some things. And I just remember at one point, like drinking a bunch of the beers and thinking, oh my gosh, if, if I'm, if I'm pregnant, if there's some baby or something that could form inside of me, I'm just going to like chug all of these and hopefully it just kills it. And I just, I wanted all this to go away. It felt like a really, really, really bad dream, like the worst nightmare. 
And I remember meeting our friends at the river. Everybody was so excited and laughing. And uh, once again, I did not tell anyone. I didn't want to burden anybody. I didn't want to change our plans. I was still feeling a little weird, but I kept a smile on my face and, you know, tried to, <laughs> I didn't enjoy myself, but I tried to laugh when people were laughing and, you know, just being along with it. So yeah, it was a really hard day. I remember that and nobody knew. And over the next few days, I remember feeling so like physically sick, like sick, like so sick to my stomach. Um, my head was just like spinning my stomach. I just felt like throwing up the whole time. All I could, I had all these crazy thoughts inside my head. I remember I had to go to work just as usual. I, you know, was doing hair with and seeing my clients, um, visiting, you know, with my coworkers, still volunteering. Some of my parents and friends and siblings during these days and nobody knew. And I do remember sitting in the car crying like daily. And I was calling all these doctors, asking them a ton of questions about basically what happens when you're, you, you know, uh, I, I couldn't muster up the word rape, but uh, I was asking a lot of questions so I could see if there were any issues that could be going on with my body. Um, if I could potentially be pregnant, if, you know, some harm could have been done to me and what I might have needed to do. I had horrible, horrible thoughts running through my mind constantly. Like they wouldn't stop and things like you could have stopped this. You, uh, this means that you're dirty now. Um, you were fully taken advantage of somebody took advantage of you and it's all your fault. What if people find out and what if I'm pregnant? Will I actually kill the baby? I don't want to be a single mom. I'm not ready for that. This is going to affect my whole future. And this was never part of what I thought would happen. I can't tell anyone. Um, I'm not worthy of love and the questions of what even is love. So I lived in fear for a long time. I held it in. And uh, so, but because I couldn't remember so much, I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and just pretend this didn't happen. So there was a moment that I just decided, all right, I don't need a man. I don't need anybody else. And it's, it's me and me and God against the world and the universe. So for the next 10 years, I lived my dreams and I also learned to love myself. I focused on building businesses and nonprofits and helping others. And to be honest, it was, it really was a great thing, you know, um, learned so much during that time. I did find a lot of, of practices of wellness and healing and things like that. Um, I chased every passion I could ever think of, created every single dream, um, really did live an abundant life. And I felt like I just forgot about this experience. And I don't even think I thought about it once in probably nine years. I even forgot what the guy's name is, what he looked like, everything. And one day, I remember it was 2019. It was uh, sometime in the winter time around there. Years after this incident, I was at an event and the speaker at the time asked us all to sit and meditate and ask God, what 
one area in our life is where we need more healing. And as I sat there with my eyes shut, I saw something in my mind that I never expected to see. And it was a flash of the guy's face. It popped up in my memory. And immediately I felt super shocked. And I, because I hadn't thought about, like I said, this or him or anything for about nine years. And I said, God, I thought I already dealt with this. And then I actually heard in that moment, almost like these words and this feeling of forgive him again. And it's also time to forgive yourself. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I felt like I heard the words, your body keeps a score. And then I realized, I was like, wow, okay. For the past 10 years, this experience has been stuck in my body. I don't know if anybody's ever read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, but it's so true. Anything that happens to us is there. It doesn't actually leave until you're able to go through certain healing processes. And at the same time, it may never 100% leave. It could, but there may be moments where something happens and your body remembers and it's triggered and then the only thing is now you'll know how to respond to it and know that maybe it's not, you're not actually back in that same exact situation. Your mind and your body is just taking you there because your body keeps the score. So I remember that night I, I was shocked, but I just kept praying and meditating and wondering what I needed to do. And going back through all these healing modalities and tools that I learned for my physical body, my mind, my emotions, spirit. And I, during that time, I actually found a lot of healing. I spent a lot of time uh, learning to like love parts of my body where I was abused, um, maybe places that felt very sensitive, um, things that were in my mind, my subconscious, uh, different places where Maybe I was operating in my life at that time, for example, like, you know, somebody would do something and I would have this thought of, oh, are they taking advantage of me or, you know, some, some sexual encounter with a guy that I was choosing and the thought of, is he taking advantage of me or could I be pregnant and, or something, those type of things that would pop up through my life. I remember, and they were not true. They were actually not happening yet. It was fully that my body was going back to that moment. And it was, it was a trigger response, a trauma response. So that's something that happens. And that's something that I realized, um, going back through different parts of my life where it could have been in relationships, like friendships, it could have been in business. It could have been in um, different places where I just had these, these places or, you know, hardships of really letting love in, like receiving love was one of the hardest things. And it was a few years ago when I started practicing that my house caught on fire about a year after that. And I didn't want to burden anybody, none of that. I also didn't want to take advantage of anybody or feel that they were being taken advantage of because I know the feeling of being taken advantage of. And with that situation, it was extremely hard. Yet 
as simple as people giving me something without desiring anything in return, any kind of, of, uh, you know, not me feeling that I was taking advantage of anyone or they were taking advantage of me in any regard. And they just wanted to love me just because it was an unbelievable practice, uh, practically with things and items with, um, nurturing and support emotionally, different things like that. There's actually, there have been a lot of relationships, whether, romantic or platonic that have taught me so much as well, as far as, you know, allowing love to come in. And, um, and I realized too, once again, cause everything does stem from childhood and through traumatic experiences, but being the oldest and feeling like that burden, I just didn't feel like I had the safest place to go to tell anyone because I just felt that I needed to figure it out on my own and that I could. And so that showed up in my most traumatic experience, which then showed up in most of my life. And a big part of a practice has been undoing that and unlearning that. And once again, with the receiving. So when Jake and I were talking about that and letting love in, I was like, ooh, I relate to that so much where it's, you know, allowing somebody fully to love you for you and me being worthy enough to be loved, worthy enough to be taken care of, worthy enough to that somebody doesn't need something from me. They just want to. And so I, I just want to also say thank you to my really good friends, maybe some men that I've had some romantic relationships with um, people in my life that have really truly cared because there were so many moments in my life where I just did not think that I was worthy of my love. I was, yes, absolutely like confident in myself and my abilities and, you know, to an extent loved myself, but then it was like, oh my gosh, the thought of somebody else loving me and even the thought of somebody else loving me forever, like that could be a thing that was so, you know, foreign to me. So to unwind that and have that practice of, of, of a love that, you know, I didn't really understand for most of my life. I just want to say thank you to those that have shown up, those that have shown it to me in so many ways, those that love me through the good, bad, and the ugly, and that have always been there. And vulnerability was not something, a superpower of mine by any means. And just about three, four, four years ago, uh, starting to share these pieces of me that I thought people would not like. I thought even just sharing this story, to be honest, I was terrified because it's like, well, who's going to want to follow me after listening to what's happened? Who's going to want to learn from me? Who's going to want to join, you know, retreats and wholeness journeys, or who's going to want to join coaching programs? She might still have her shit that she's dealing with, you know, and which is true. We all deal with our stuff, but I think this one 
So I'm an open book, but this one was just another level. And especially after going through time and time again, like the actual stages of what, what actually happened. I realized during this time, like learned a lot. Um, I mean, my faith in God is, is everything. And something I realized as well with this process is that intimacy really is beautiful. And we all have, you know, and there's like this union that we have when we have intimacy with someone and intimacy, you know, emotionally, um, sexually, intimacy, intellectually, in these different ways. And there's beauty and there's power in that. And I just realized through this experience, through other experiences that intimacy is sacred and it's okay also to choose who you want to be intimate with in whatever ways. Um, and that's, that's up to, that's up to us. That's our choice. And for me, even learning in these, these spaces where it's like, wow, I'm worthy enough to share the most delicate, intricate parts of me with somebody who I, I desire as a life partner. And just, you know, once again, everybody has their own idea of what that means and what that looks like. And for me, what all of this has taught me is that I'm worthy of that and that that's what I desire. And I don't have to give into giving myself to multiple people, whether that be my emotions, you know, or whether that be my body whether that be all of me. So I also learned that our story is the most powerful thing that we have and it creates pieces of us. It doesn't define who we are, but it's to help other people go through similar things. And when we keep things in the dark, that they stay in the dark. When we bring them to light, we're no longer held in bondage. And so just remembering that we can be liberated, like fully liberated from that. Um, and so being able to share with, you know, openly to God, being the universe, like whatever you believe, but like fully being able to let go and release and then being able to actually share with trusted family, trusted friends, trusted community. And you may not need to, you know, put things out into the world like I'm doing right now or like other people have done but truly just remembering that that's so key. And then it's also extremely important to face your fears head on. It's important to go through those pains and those traumas. Otherwise it's going to affect your body. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your emotions, even your business subconsciously, your body is going, your life, you're going to be making decisions based off of your subconscious. It's not in your head that you're making the decisions. It comes from within first and then your mind, everything is like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. This is what's true. This is what's not true. It's because it's what you know. And so you have to work on that subconscious place and rewire your subconscious, your brain to then take different actions. And what feet, what might've felt safe, um, you can create a new safety. Your nervous system needs to feel safe inside of yourself before it can also feel safe and good in other environments. So 
going through this, like it's been a long process, but for me to be able to go through this process on so many levels and know that, whoa, okay, this might just be a trigger response. This is where, what I've known and maybe where I felt safe in the past, but I need to rewire that because that might not be the case. Whether certain relationships felt like they were good and safe, they were not the healthiest for me or certain situations, you know, I'm sure you guys can relate. So, you know, everything happens the way that it does. And I don't take anything back, but if I were to do anything differently, I would have tried to figure out how to deal with this traumatic event right after it happened, because, you know, going through it really about 10 years later, man, that's a, that's a whole thing. So remember that for your own life. And then I also learned that loving yourself is not selfish, that a lot of times we think that because we take care of ourselves, it's a very selfish thing. Some people are good at it and I commend you. Some people not. It's if we don't put others before ourselves, then, you know, we're doing things wrong because we need to love well. And it's, I I've always, it hit me really hard. There's this one passage, even in the Bible, and it talks about, um, it's the greatest commandment. It's to love God and then to love others like you love yourself. And I was like, to love others like you love yourself. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, holy crap, I've been loving others better than I love myself. Like, what am I doing? And realizing that, yes, you can love others absolutely. But if whatever you have going on inside of you and however you see yourself, think about it those people that are criticizing others all the time. It's because they criticize themselves. You know, there's these people that complain all the time. They're complaining to themselves. Like there's stuff there. They're talking bad about others. Like they talk about bad about themselves. So just remember that, that it is okay. And go do the things that you need to do to take care of yourself. Um, That's something I'm always learning. And I mean, there's so much more I'm trying to think um, as of now, but if anybody's going through a really, really, really hard time or needs support in this kind of situation, um, reach out. I know that it can be difficult. I encourage you to find a safe place, go to God. Um, I believe that there's a God in this universe that loves us deeply that, you know, bad things happen to good people. And, it sucks. Absolutely. Um, and there's been so many times in my life where I've questioned just like belief, uh, and this thing of like, then what's the point of being a good person? You know, what's the point of keeping hope and faith in, in the good or to keep going, having resilience and time and time again, it is that there are hard things that are going to try to get in our way from keeping us from our purpose, from sharing these stories, from transforming and helping other people in their life. So when this opportunity popped up for me, well, opportunity, well, yeah, I guess it's an opportunity now, but when I shared this with Jake, it was hard, like really hard just to think through this process of, do I even share this thing now? Yet it's, Hey, get outside of myself and share because you don't know who needs to hear this right now. So I, I would love to hear from you guys, maybe send me a DM on 
Instagram uh, at Jessdahl, J-E-S-S-D-A-H-L with an underscore. You can also send this to, or um, I mean, if you're a friend of mine, you have my phone number, go ahead, send me a text message, call me. Uh, I'm terrified that this is going out. So feel free to encourage me. That's a, that's a need of mine. <laughs> um, and also that reminder too, for you guys, cause I'm here in Thailand, as I put this out, working with survivors or those affected by human trafficking and with my nonprofit wholeness journey, a team coming in and we bring, like, we, we lead with vulnerability. We share our stories. We teach, you know, those that have been through traumatic experiences about healing and wholeness and identity and purpose. And we empower them to live fully, um, who they're created to be in a holistic way. Um, and to love their families well, to love themselves well, to live a life that is full and complete and abundant in every aspect. And, I know why this came out now. It's like, I'm here doing the work. And so now I get to share this, but yeah. Anyway, send me a message. I appreciate it so much. If this uh, supported you, please share this on your social media, uh, share this in your emails, forward it to a friend. Um, this was the hardest thing I've ever had to share. And I don't know what the response is going to be, but Hopefully it impacted you in some sort of way. And um, yeah, just know that I love and support you. And this is why I'm here and I wouldn't have it any other way. So please keep saying yes to those things that are deep down in your heart that you have no idea why you need to do them, say them, go after them, but just remember who you become in the process, who you're going to be and what your life is going to look like on the other side of that. So Thank you. I love you guys so much. And yeah, we will, we'll talk soon. All right.